0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to What Do You Say Anime. I am your host Peter, and on today's episode, myself and my co-host Miles will be giving our first impressions on the currently airing Fall 2021 season. Miles, you are an avid anime watcher. You are uh, you are the like the guy who critiques it the hardest in our Discord. So, what are your thoughts so far on the overall sphere that is the Fall 2021 season?
1: So, um. You know, half of that was true. What you just said, um, I am which certainly half? Uh, the guy who critiques it the hardest. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, this is really my first or second season. You know that I've I've dived into like winter 2019, maybe uh, I watched like four or five shows, uh, and then and then I was like, I'm just not ever going to keep up with this. But you needed someone to step up to the plate, and so I decided to for. Fall, uh, 2021, and uh, it's been fun. Um, I think, you know, I've enjoyed it. I think the shows are pretty good. And I, what I've learned the most from it is to like, when you're watching things weekly, you get like a fresh look at them. You know, um, like you your palate is cleansed a little bit. So yes. things that might add up and annoy me as I'm binging a show. Uh, are a little more tolerable uh, in this weekly format.
0: Yes. Yep. And I think you you said the best And how I'm viewing this season. This season is fun. I don't know if it's good, but I have yet to drop a show after uh, three episodes of the majority of the season of what I'm interested in. So that's normally a good sign. There's one show that's on like the chopping block, but as of right now, I have not dropped any shows from this season, which is a plus because... The last few seasons, there have been episodes that I've dropped before even finishing episode one. So I'm having I'm having a lot of fun with this season.
1: That's I I think it's fun. Um, I I have dropped a show, um, but it's only one. Uh, it was almost two, but it 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 was just one. So I think it's been a pretty fun time. Um so far
0: yes i agree and for the listeners going forward we're going to be breaking down some of the shows that we watch we're going to try to keep it as spoiler free as possible but during a discussion things might come up so in the timestamps below there will be timestamps for the shows that we are covering so if you don't want to hear us talking about it and you want like the full clean slate of not hearing anybody talking about it use those timestamps because spoilers might slip through and there's definitely going to be one for blue period that will be a spoiler so i'm gonna get that there right now we're gonna be talking about an important scene i think in blue period just that we haven't seen in anime so if you plan on watching blue period you might want to avoid our first impressions on that but without further ado miles Let's jump right into the fall of 2021 season. Oh, oh, and by the way, we're not going to be talking about shows that have had sequels because if you enjoy those shows, you're probably watching it anyway. So if you're looking for our thoughts on like 86 season two or Jobless Reincarnation for the second part, we're not going to be talking about that. So just a heads up, just the newer airing shows that we haven't gotten content for. So without further ado, now we got it. Let's jump into probably the biggest show Biggest non-sequel of this season, and that's Comey Can't Communicate. It's by OLM Studios, who uh, did our favorite, our most, our highest-rated Watch Club show of all time, Odd Taxi, and they are back this season with Comey Can't Communicate. Um, To me, I think OLM is studio of the year. I just thought how brilliant of a show Odd Taxi was, and now bringing Comey Can't Communicate to life. And just the style that the manga is and how well they're adapting it has been an absolute treat for me as a Komi manga reader. I thought that this was going to be a better anime than manga, and I think I am correct on that. So, Miles, what are your thoughts on Komi Can't Communicate?
1: So, uh, I am doing, like, the legal thing, you know, only only watching it via the official Netflix release. Um, So, uh, I'm only one episode in. Uh that episode was quite enjoyable. Um so I I you know, I mean I knew the concept of Komi Can't Communicate. The manga is you know, relatively popular um or quite popular. Yeah, I think um, it's like the
0: second most popular like non-shonen manga in the United States.
1: Okay. So, you know, I I generally knew what I was in for. I thought um you know, it was obviously beautifully animated um They did, like, a good job. I liked the contrast between Comey when you you can tell, like, when everyone's, like, looking at her versus when she's, like, in her own head and, like, looks like a little cat or whatever. Um, You know, I thought that was fun. I didn't realize there was going to be that bit at the end where, like, apparently everyone who goes to the school is, like, fucking weird. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they all have their
0: own trope yeah it seems like yeah
1: yeah so like that that was like a fun hook and I'm, I'm excited to see more of that um you know i i don't know if i get like all of the hype and it might be because i i haven't read the manga and i wasn't like god i can't wait until komi can't communicate gets an anime you know like it's really really well done uh but it, it seems and this also is kind of an older manga too, right? So like maybe oh, it's because it's like, like 2015 I want to say it started Yeah, okay. So like 6 years. Um 2016, so about 5. 2016. Years. Okay. Uh it's just like it seems like it's, it's not necessarily like cookie cutter, but it it isn't it doesn't like stand out in a way that um you know, I might have expected it to, but hmm. I I mean it it's Again, only one episode in, and I I really did like the episode. I I thought it was a good time.
0: And I have watched, non-legal means, but I have watched three episodes of Komi, and I just think it's like a wonderful adaptation. The manga itself is just fun, and that's what the show just radiates. It just radiates fun. I think one thing that what Komi stands out compared to other like school slice of life like this is the supporting cast is really good. Uh, we haven't really been introduced, or Miles hasn't been introduced, but when we get interactions with Komi's parents, not just the mom, but, like, the entire family of a mom, a dad, and a younger brother, mm-hmm. it, it adds, like, another dynamic that we haven't, we don't get a lot of in anime, I, I'll put it that way, and it's just fun seeing, like, a slight, we, we saw it with Hori Mia this season, or this year as well, where we get, like, a full family dynamic, um, that others just school especially when it's focused on school school slice of life slash comedy slash romances really don't dive into so that's just one thing that i find especially great about comey but miles uh there's a lot of controversy about comey and as you are watching the netflix how would you feel about the chalkboard scene the the fan sub versus the netflix sub um with the text and stuff like that because if people aren't aware There was a huge controversy on like Twitter, Reddit, and stuff like that where Netflix is leaving out text that the fan sub showed and people are saying like because Comey can't talk really that it's like ruining her character And we're missing like important dialogues. And then I'm just going to say from like my standpoint as a manga reader, I thought the Netflix subs were perfectly fine. The context was there and I was able to figure out exactly what was going on. But Miles, since you're not a manga reader and you are watching it by legal means, what were your thoughts on the Netflix uh, subs?
1: You know, so I thought overall the Netflix subs were, were good and serviceable and everything. Um, I think that as is the case, you know, it, people don't like the whole Netflix anime thing for a normal, you know, they're delaying shows two weeks. I know people like watching weekly before you would have to wait like a whole season before, you know, things got put out of like Netflix jail or whatever. So, you know, I think when Netflix is doing anything, it's always going to be met with like a little bit of a critical eye from the community. Um, The chalkboard scene I thought was just fine. Like I I thought they did a great job. You could tell who was typing and who was writing and everything. And, Um, all of that was good. I will say there were, like, two scenes that uh, they didn't translate the text on screen that I thought they should, Um, and I only really think one of them hurt my enjoyment of the show. So, the first one is when they're talking about how awkward our main character is, right? And they have, like, all the things appear on screen, and I assumed it was just a bunch of, like, awkward things he did, looked up the fan sub that's what it was um some of the examples were funny so you know optimally you would definitely want that stuff there i feel like in the future netflix you know should try to do that um the second one is post ed when they when they did the bit about how everyone in the school is weird right uh when they were showing like i guess which quirk or oddity each person has none of those were translated so i actually have like no scope of how weird I expect these characters to be, you know. Um, like I don't know if it's, you know, like oh this person can't talk and this per, or if it's like fucking Donkin Ropa, you know what I mean? Sure, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Um, so, like, I-, I think the controversy is overblown, but not out of place. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah. Yep. I agree. I went back to watch the Netflix sub just to get the perspective. And maybe it's because I read the manga that I'm a little biased, but, like, I thought the context was there. I, I felt like I could put the pieces together, and my enjoyment didn't get hindered at all. So, mm-hmm. to me, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I do think that the anime community likes to complain about things. Um, even if it's something minor, they like to blow it out of proportion. I felt like that this was this was one of it. Um, But I can... I can kind of see why they'd be upset, but to me, I thought it was just a little blown out of proportions. But that's just me. Uh, don't don't come after me. But uh, so, Miles, would you recommend the show? Is this like a skip? Consider it must watch. You recommend it for this type of person? What what are you thinking about, Comey?
1: Oh, I I would say so far, I I would say it's a must watch. Um, it, I mean, it's it's an enjoyable show. It's so pretty. Um, and you know, it, it's also, um, and I honestly do think there's some value in this, pretty zeitgeisty, um, you know, like, it's a it's a big part of the community. So it'll be easy to talk to people about the show and have conversations and stuff, and, like, that's a part of the reason that I watch anime, and I know that you watch anime, Pete, yep. because we like to talk to people about media, and, um, you know, when something is 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 as popular as Komi-san is, like, that's always a plus to me. Like, um, you know, so that is... I, I would say it's a must-watch for sure.
0: Yep, I agree. I think this is a must-watch. In terms of the non-sequels, I think this is the most must-watch of the season. Kind of like Banking Off Miles. A lot of people are watching this that I know in my sphere that aren't Slice of Life fans. They know who what Komi is. They're checking it out. They're enjoying it. And so, just getting that into the environment that is like any Twitter or discords or something like that is really fun because we can have great conversations. I also think there's great technical things about the show. The OP is incredible. I love the OP. I think it's the best OP of the season. I think it's an OP like contender for anime of the year. I think, and just obviously it's beautiful. Yeah. The animation, the first scene with like the little kid walking with his mom looked like a movie. And I was just like It, it, it set I, I was expecting like okay animation Because the manga itself really isn't Like incredible In terms of the art standards and this is just Like going above and beyond what they were Asked so I'm a big fan of that stuff and that's Why I think it's must watch
1: I, I kind of I don't know I'm ready, ready for a hot take I wish the whole thing was done in the style Of the OP
0: Oh that would um, be so So good <laughs>
1: I like I love that. I know that, you know, like Pat and Johnny are going to get on my case for that cuz they really love that like overly clean um anime the, but the style. The your
0: name style of animation.
1: Yeah, like the your name, the Kyoto no, Annie yep. sort of style. Um and that's good and I I like it, but like there was just something about that OP. It's just yes. so good.
0: It's funny you say that. There's a show that happened last season that like nobody watched. It was The Girl Soccer animation. Uh, okay and uh the ed is done in a completely different style that was just so well done and then the anime itself was just like hot dog water so <laughs> it's just like why didn't you do it like the ed it's unique it's fun and then they made this they made it like colored pencils in the anime so that was unfortunate but that's kind of like what it reminded me of like this op is like really it reminded me of like a science Saru like, yeah uh, i
1: mean and that's that's why right like yeah. i mean i'm obviously like a huge science saru stan yeah. so like,
0: give me the izoken feel or something like that and i think yeah. i think it could have been done that way as well but i'm i'm perfectly content with what we're getting right now i think it's wonderful uh let's move on to a show though that we're going to have some words about it's a pretty popular show uh it's unique because it's being done by two powerhouse studios okay. uh, it's being done by madhouse and Mappa, and that's talked OP Destiny. Um, I have some qualms with it, not as much as you, Miles. I'm still yes. I'm enjoying the show. Um, the music element—I have a lot of questions about. Did you watch episode three? I did. Okay, so I have. A, this might be a spoiler if you haven't watched it. So, in episode three, they like do like this like prelude after the incident that turned um. Uh, Dest- her Destiny's old self. I forgot her name off the top of my head right now. Cosette. Cosette. And now she's Destiny. And we're seeing like before what happens in episode one. And they're just like standing out in the backyard, and then just D D2- two. They can sense D twos, and they just go fight them. But like how they set up the whole first episode and second episode is that the D twos weren't triggered unless there was music playing. And so I just thought, like, why are there just random D2s walking around, like, in the forest, when yeah. where they're living isn't a hot spot for D2s? So, so I,
1: I, I, I gotcha. Okay. I'm ready for that. All right, all right, cool. So, We're out here. the D2s invaded Earth, Yes, correct? From a meteorite, and, yeah. Yes, from the black meteorite. Yes. And there was, like, a big old war, and then we found out that, like, certain musically gifted individuals are actually magic or something. And they can, they can fight the D2s. Yep. And then there was a truce. Um, and I believe the truce involves not playing music, right? Because the D2s hate that. So, like, in return for not doing that, the D2s, like, stopped aggressing, which is how civilization has started to get back on its feet, that as you sense. see. Right? So, at the end of episode three, uh, Lenny and Titan are talking to yeah. each other and um you know titan lenny's like what i feared is is coming true and titan's like are the are the d2s moving again and he's like yeah i think they are okay and like so so they're like starting like that should have seemed weird to you like and and that's because it's weird because they were Uh, aggressing again right like that wasn't an expected thing you didn't expect to see them in that location
0: Mm -hmm. okay that makes more sense um that's okay that kind of like erases my qualms then because i guess i just missed that but miles you have some qualms about the show what's something that you're not really agreeing with because it has like an eight on mal and yeah and you're, you're just like this should not have an eight so what what's something that like is bugging you about talked
1: yeah, so there, there's a there's a few. One, I enjoy Talked. I think it's a fun show. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. The character design is, like, actually 10 out of 10. Um, like, I think all of the music arts look fantastic. I even think, you know, like, Tact looks good. Anna looks good. Like, all the characters look fantastic. Um, and the show's a lot of fun. There's a few things. One is supposed to be a music-themed sort of show. and Tacked as a concert pianist, he's classically trained um and in order to like get destiny going, he will start like playing a piece of classical music or something, and that I don't know exactly why that happens, and it's not always needed, but like in episode one, he plays um the moon moonlit sonata or moonlight sonata right by Beethoven, and like that's like a really somber, powerful piece, and I was so excited to have, like, a pretty, like, intense fight scene set to that, right? Uh, But then they stop, and then they just, like, fight. And, like, that happens a few times. And, like, the scenes where you have these, like, heavy-hitting classical pieces of music aren't... are so static, if that makes sense. Like, music is such a dynamic thing. And, you know... Anime and media in general—you can add music to a scene to make it more powerful. People remember, you know, uh, scenes where music is playing and like different things. Like, yeah. um, like Violet Evergarden soundtrack is like forever burned into my head. I like it. It added so much gravitas to some of those scenes, like. You know, like, it, I, there's just, like, a scene of Violet, like, walking down a hallway with, like, a lantern or something, but she has to go do something that's, like, relatively important, and, like, the music that plays is super good. And, like, this has this whole theme of, like, this classic music and everything, and it just really fails to take advantage of it, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, like, that, re- it takes me out. It's really weird. Um, and then the second issue I have... And I'm interested in your take on this. I'm not, like, a big fight anime kind of guy. I mm. do like anime fights in them. You know, I like Madoka Magica, um, Devil Man Cry Baby, you know, all of this stuff. But um, the fights in this seem pretty bad so far. I'm three episodes in. And they, like, the forest scene, it was... Exactly just Destiny sniping them, and then Titan killing one of them. And then they go back, and then they shoot the other one. And, like, the the D2s don't ever fight back once the music cart start fighting them. The D2s come in, they beat the shit out of, like, civilians, and then the good guys show up and then just obliterate them. And it's been three episodes. Now, I'm sure at some point they're going to fight back, or something's going to happen. But... Um, and we'll probably get like a music art versus music heart fight at some point, which would be like really cool. Um, you know, because uh, Sagan, I think is his name, like looks kind of sus. Uh, whoever that head conductor the head guy conductor. is.
0: Well, also like Destiny is in a regular magic heart or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, like she, maybe she yeah. falls under something is kind of like the vibe I was maybe
1: getting. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but the fights have seemed super static on half on half of the party um, during this, right? So, like, either the D2s are, like, just blowing up buildings and, like, throwing civilians across the, you know, planet or whatever. Yeah. Or Destiny or Titan is just shooting them and they're getting shot. And that's, that's another issue I've had with it. I um,
0: really liked the first... Oh, sorry. Just so, the first, I guess, in canon Destiny fight um it's an episode three i thought like that animation was like really fluid i had a lot of fun with that fight but then in the d2 forest scene it really wasn't like i wasn't like excited by what i was saying because she was like missing her shots in the beginning i'm like and then they really weren't doing anything to destiny and then we had like a dialogue yeah. dump and then titan just comes and shoots them with a shotgun and i thought that was a little underwhelming but I do. There are some parts with the uh, the first episode had like a decent fight as well. I'm hoping that we can get some more like end boss style monsters where the fights go longer. The music is incorporated with the fights better because I do think that's like what it's lacking. It's something that like Attack on Titan does insanely well: is long, prolong, prolonged fights with the epic music um with the animation studios that they have at the helm of this show we should be seeing like some of the like incredible fights because like madhouse has done like hunter hunter and that has like my favorite fight of all time Mopa's is doing this as well they have Jujutsu kaisen which has like three had like three anime of the year contenders for fight of the year last year so like they have the the people at the helm have like the ability to make something great I'm just waiting for it to see it. And I wish we got that showcased earlier yeah. rather than hopefully later. But, like, we don't even know. Um,
1: uh, yeah. It's, it's like to, to go away from anime for like half a second. Like, think about even something that is complete garbage, much worse than Tact Opt Destiny is, right? The Phantom Menace. Okay. <laughs> dun dun. It's just. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Okay. Dun, right? Dun, dun. Yeah. Duel of Fates. Like,. That is iconic. iconic, and I think it just shows how good. You know what people don't realize upon like not rewatching it. That fight is split into thirds with two other inconsequential fights, right? You have you have the Gungan fight, and then you have Padme like shooting droids or something, trying to like, and it cuts away from that. But like the music helps that fight scene so much, yes, and it's just so good that no one remembers anything else about the damn movie. Um <laughs> Yeah. because like, you, you know, brought
0: that up and you're like, it's kind of the thirds of like I don't remember. Like it's been like 15 <laughs> years, but I'll take your word for it.
1: i I rewatch them anytime a new one comes out and it's mostly awful since like eight out of like whatever Star Wars suck, but um I still like them for whatever reason. But like I feel like this is something like that fight you were talking about where she's just massacring D2s, but, like, the camera work and cinematography is, like, really good and mm-hmm. fluid, and it's, like, yes. tracing her movement. Yes. How much cooler would that be if it had awesome music? Yeah. right. A whole
0: other level, yeah.
1: I, I feel like the sound design in this is, like, pretty mid, and I guess I, and maybe the, it's unfair to it, but I was expecting really good sound design coming into this. Yeah,
0: for a, for a show about music, I... Did expect a little bit more i do think it has the opportunity to like redeem itself i don't know if this is just like a slow burn or something and they want to step for like one epic scene i'm not entirely sure of the path that they're going but i'm really crossing my fingers that they step that stuff up um miles what would you say about ToctoP? Recommend it? skip it must watch etc
1: yeah so i would say I, I would recommend it um i don't think it's necessarily what I would say is, like, if, if you like this kind of show, um, and you like the way it looks and stuff, for sure, give it a watch. It has, like, a pretty cool road trip vibe going to it, like a classic Americana kind of deal, which is relatively rare in anime. Very. Um, So, that that's, like, pretty enjoyable. Uh, what I would say is, like, if, you, if you're hesitant on it, just, you know, keep your ear to the ground. And, you know, look at that 8.08 it has now, and if towards the end it goes up. I would say definitely give it a watch. It'll get into that must-watch category. And then if it goes down into like that, you know, seven eight, seven seven sort of area, um, and you don't think it's for you, it's it's probably skippable.
0: Right on. Yeah. Uh, going into this when we did our preview, I thought this was like an absolute must-watch just based off of the. It's an original. It's on my two powerhouse studios. Uh, it's a very unique. This style of story is why I gravitate towards anime because it's haven't really seen anything like this before and i don't know if it's because i had too high of expectations but i was a little disappointed in it i would still recommend it i i think it's fun i think i think i like like especially in episode three the dialogue between the characters that they had was i had fun with that as well there's just some things that i expected from the story that i'm not seeing and but i do think it has the room to grow to be um, yeah. A higher score than what I currently have it. So I would I would recommend it to most people, At to be honest.
1: I think the characters showed better. Meeting Titan did assuage some um, fears that I had. So, like, I was worried all of the music arts were going to be Destiny, you know? Yeah. Just, like, very robot, Coudreau, number nine-y. Yes. Um, and, like, I like that. I'm down for that. But, like, I don't want everyone to be like that. I can deal with, like, one or two in my shows. Um, and so meeting Titan and having her be super chipper and, you know, like, a a, you know, extrovert and stuff was, was good and fun and makes me excited to meet the rest of the characters because the cast has been really diverse.
0: Yes. Yep. I agree. All right. Uh, next up a show that, um, I'm reading the manga for it's a, it's a style of show that I heavily gravitate towards and that's blue period. Um, we are only scratching the surface of like what Blue Period is, but I'm a big fan of stories that are chase your dreams, uh, kind of like do whatever it takes, live your youth, that style of show. Very, uh, a place further than the universe-esque instead of going to a location. I guess it's more of like following a career path in Blue Period. It's also unique that we have a sign-in based in high school. We don't really get a whole lot of those, so, I'm a fan of that. We deal with some, like, real issues. and But at the same time, the dialogue and the characters in the show, it's, like, I also just, like, a giant factor that drives why I love Blue, period. We saw it in, like, episode one with, like, his friends. They're out, like, drinking and watching, like, the soccer game and stuff like that. And it shows, like, the delinquent style of teenagers that we don't really see where it's not, like, I guess, like, i.e. Tokyo Revengers that we had the last two seasons Where they're delinquents and they're, like, in gangs and they fight. This is just, like, delinquents in terms of, like, they don't really care about school. They want to go, like, hang out with their friends and drink and watch the soccer game style. That really is, I don't think has been shown in anime all that often. Gray and blue comes to my mind. But that show is, like, literally based around drinking. Um, And then we get we touched on some real topics that we saw in episode three. Like, um, your identity with Ryuji. Um, Miles, what are your first impressions on Blue Period? Because you kind of went into this a little blind on what the show was about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Blue Period has been, I, I'm going to say I liked it more more than I thought I would. Um, well, hearing the premise, I, it seemed a little dull to me. And, like, it is kind of dull, but, I in like a, interesting way yeah I don't it's, know to, it's, it's I don't hard to, know to describe. yeah because yeah. it's like they'll just be like explaining some art shit for like 15 minutes in the show and he'll be like oh i need to learn how to hold my pencil and i'm like oh god this guy i hope he learns how to <laughs> hold his pencil. you know what i mean i'm like <laughs> i'm into it yeah it's it's um you know and it, it, it's like weird because like every once in a while i'll come out of it and i'll be like why am i into this and then i'll be like oh, I hope he can find his own style. Yeah, you know what I mean? mean? Like, that's... Oh, he's just imitating these what, other... He needs to
0: what, figure out who he is. What kind of art is he picking if he wants to go to college? Like, oh, he chose yeah, oil yeah. painting! Oh, he chose
1: oil painting! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know... um, Like, it's interesting, and I think it's because the characters are all super real. Um, You know, like, I think... Like, everyone seems like a very authentic person who is like their own selves um and they all have different motivations and talent levels and like things like that um and i think i think that's what makes it interesting because um you know it it, it's pretty i'm gonna say pretty brave because like a lot of these you know, more adult series, like adult focus series, like still want to have like a gimmick. Yes, you know, yes, like Love Is War is like my favorite sign in probably. Like it's so freaking good, but it, it, you two? know, it still it still has a gimmick. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's like, um, and there was something else that oh, well, we're going to be talking about another show that has a gimmick, like that's you know more focused in the adult world later on, um, and so far blue period doesn't really seem to have one. It's just the story about this guy trying to figure out his career path and the people he comes across, you know, meets during that. And the effect that art has on his life. It's like, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of brave yeah. to be honest. No, I agree um, you. and like, I think that resonates with me because I think the passion of whoever, whoever wrote this, um, I don't know who wrote the manga, but whoever they are, I think, did a very good job of getting across their passion um, for this topic.
0: Yes. Um, One thing that I really enjoy about Blue Period, they do it in the manga, but I think it's done very well in the episodes, is that each episode sort of has a theme, and it sort of has like a... Like like a, like a peak in each episode. So episode one was like him discovering his passion for art, going to the, going with that path. Episode two, uh the scene with his mom, that's what hooked me in the manga. I thought it was absolutely incredible. Like I don't know about you, Miles, but like I had to talk with my mom and my dad about like picking a college. Can we afford it? Um, and then his and then his scene of like showing his passion. When he, drew, when he drew the picture of his mom and him how his art opens up his eyes how it opens up the world to him how he viewed his mom where he gained like a whole other level of appreciation for his mom they both break down crying because she's just overwhelmed that like her son has this passion where she was skeptical at first because she was like you're smart go be like an accountant like we're poor you can live the life that maybe we couldn't give you and he's like no like you do all of this for me like money is not the thing it's like you love me uh like as a son i thought that was so overwhelming and then the third episode with um ryuji uh i think i think in the anime they call her yuka a lot so her scene where we kind of like get set in stone that she is biologically a man who's cross-dressing and she runs into the problem of getting dumped because the girl or the guy that she went out on a date with, uh, didn't like agree like, Hey, I'm straight. Like this wasn't going to work for me. And you see her like breakdown crying. And it's something where we don't see an anime where it touches on uh topics like I mean this this isn't true but I want to bring up the point where people are watching this and they're like, oh is that like what being trans is? Like is she bisexual? Is she gay? Is she a man? Is she a woman? What pronouns do I use? And I think that's something that's like really important in today's like media that really isn't addressed in anime and that we're seeing it for the first time because how um Yaguchi addresses her as she, her, but the Wikipedia says that her, I guess their pronouns are like they, them, but like it's really confusing just based off the dialogue that people are talking about in the show and the manga. And Miles, you did a little like research before we did this um, episode about like the pronouns, like the Japanese use and stuff like that. So did you want to touch on that at all a little bit?
1: Yes. So from my understanding, um. In Japan, the the pronoun usage is a little bit more fluid than we have over here in the West. Um not entirely. Um, but they're one, they have gendered personal pronouns. So like their equivalent of I, me, myself, um it can be gendered. There's a few different things like that. So um Ryuji uses feminine uh personal pronouns for her are for i think i'm gonna go with they i think but yeah, but
0: translated as she her in the anime
1: right correct yeah. and i i think i think that's technically the best translation but i don't think it's the same thing as as exactly that so yeah i was reading this article and in like um uh in like gay communities um in japan uh gay men will refer to each other and themselves using these feminine pronouns. Um, and, uh, and then I guess like a slight spoiler alert for maybe further into the manga, if you guys want to skip forward the next 30 seconds or so, but they uh, apparently have an arc where they, they switch to wanting to use female pronouns, like more, clearly i guess like they want other people to do that and so i think currently they identify as a man but they don't want to like conform to what society is saying but it looks like they might be going you know just trying to figure out if maybe they identify as a woman or something later on in the blue period story um but i I did think this was like an interesting look at uh how cultures view gender, right? And like how gender isn't the same thing as like biological sex. And the fact that it was so difficult to to translate the terminology is sort of like indicative of that, of that, in like my opinion. Um, so I, I, you know, when I heard about it, anime doesn't always do the best job with things like this. Um, you know, feminine men are often played as a joke. Yes. Um, you know, and... So there's lots of anime that, that do a great job with it. Um uh Wonder Egg Priority did a wonderful job uh with trans issues. Um you know, um The Satoshi Kone Christmas film does a good job. Um Tokyo Godfathers. Tokyo Grand- Godfathers. Yeah. Um and it, uh, I have high hopes for this one. Um you know, after watching it. So
0: Yes. Uh, uh, it's a
1: topic that I, I like to, like, representation is just, like, really important, right? Because if you're, if, if you feel that way and you don't ever see it portrayed in media, you might not be able to, like, figure it out how to, like, voice yourself or whatever. You know yes. what I mean? So, like, yep. having characters like that is just so important. And it's so important that they do it, you know, in, like, a realistic positive light yes um you know so yep. I, I like that
0: yep i want to bring it up because i have a lot of friends that are i i jokingly call them the shonen bros who are gravitating towards blue period and loving it and i really do think that this is a topic that's not addressed i know one piece is actually kind of doing this right now with yamato so that's really cool as well but um for a lot of people who's first time viewing something like this i think it's important that it's being shown in a light where we can have this discussion and we can talk about it and uh find out more information about like the translations and like what they say and why they're saying it and how they're saying it and to me it's one reason why to me I think this is a must watch just based off my personal preference and I'm also reading the manga so I know what's coming up ahead for most people I would just say I would recommend it but if you're a style if you're a fan of my, uh, a place further than the universe I think is probably the thing that or like barakamon people chasing their dreams or going after a goal in a realistic setting i think this is like an absolute must watch i love blue period like there's a reason why like it won like a bunch of awards it starts off maybe a little slow for most people but it picks up and you gravitate towards the cast that that i think we even like you touch on that the cast
1: itself is like really fun too yeah it's a great cast um i i'm gonna say like if you're a Shonen bro. Uh if you if you're if you're, you know, like our a broet, um it, like for sure check this out because I actually think like if you like shonen it because at least partly you like the themes, Blue Period shares a lot thematically with Shonen. It's very follow your dream, you can do this, you know, sort of thing that we see in like like Hunter Hunter or something like that, right? Um where there's like a goal you want to obtain it's like an unlikely goal but it's what your passion is and so you're gonna go and d- do that it's like a slightly that's a lie it's a very more serious sugeki no soma right <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but like i i think that that's just such like a resident belief and like value that's held by people that you should pursue your passions and i think that's why it's it's doing a good job i agree uh
0: so what what's are you like recommending it or must watch what do you think about blue
1: period um who uh, god i i'm not going to say it's a must watch what i am going to say is give it a chance okay um like i i could see it just boring the pants off of someone and i don't i don't necessarily think that's wrong um it's not boring the pants off me. I really like it and I think that it's one of those shows where you know, if you're just judging the book by its cover, maybe you won't give it a chance when you should. So, sure. it, it for sure give it a chance.
0: Yep. Yeah, I I agree. And we're going to move on to something that's not as deep and is just silly fun and that's my senpai is annoying. Um i another show that i'm reading the manga for i absolutely love the manga it's so much fun the adaptation so far i think has been okay i do think that the manga does it better for this example um but it's just like i crave office interaction even if it's silly and not like real i just crave like adult interactions romance office setting style of shows which is why I gravitated towards the manga. And that's why I was so excited when I found out that it was getting an anime uh, miles. What are your first impressions on my senpai is
1: annoying. So me and my senpai is annoying. We have a bit of a, a hot and cold relationship. Um, there's a lot of enjoyable things about my, my senpai is annoying. The OP amazing. So good. Um, holy, like no, no right being that good. It's so good, um, yeah, but that's kind of like with the,
0: like Wotakoi, right? Like the OP oh, was just yeah. so it, God, good. The, 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 the sh-
1: Wotakoi OP is like, God, it, but this. Sh- okay, first off, yeah, this show is better than Wotakoi. Okay, I agree. Okay. I personally agree. <laughs> uh, two, episode two of this show was. Oh, God, I don't know if I can just say this. I don't know if this is true. Say it. My least favorite episode of anime? Like, ever? Ever. I just think out of all of the episodes of anime I've watched. Wow, you watched, like, It was my least
0: favorite. Wait, you watched Rising of the Shield Hero?
1: Yes. I gave Rising of the Shield Hero a 2. There's an episode in Rising of the Shield Hero where the whole moral of the episode is basically just, like, slavery is good if you have a kind master. And, like... I hate this episode more than I hate that episode. That is um, insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like... Uh, God. So, I, I don't... Do we want to get into why? Or do we yeah, want to... You, you okay. know what?
0: Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Miles is going to go into some deep dives in the episode, too. Okay,
1: so... As I was talking about earlier, My Senpai is annoying. You know, it's an adult show. Adult shows need a bit. The bit is that uh, the the main character is secretly 12. And that's not the actual bit. She's small, she's little, she's like 4 foot 8 or something probably. Um and her her senpai, her her work person who like mentor um is a massive man. Um and uh, get it, the height difference is there. So she is very small and she doesn't have big boobs and her her friend has big boobs. And she's sad because people view her as a child, which, like, I guess fair. She's small, and, like, that would probably get annoying when you're, like, a 25 year old woman or whatever. Um, and it's anime. So, like, I understood. You know what I mean? Like, even, even, like, the OP, which I just said was too good, has, like, a bit where it shows how big her friend's boobs are, like, just in the OP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they did the thing where, you know, she'll see her friend's boobs, and she'll be like, wow, I wish I had bigger boobs. And that's happened in, like, 47% of romance anime. Right? Like, that's I, I probably too gonna say, low. I think you're
0: going gonna <laughs> gonna to say 47% of
1: anime. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's like, a large amount. It, you know? And, like, it happens, and it's a joke. And then they, they, they do whatever they were doing in the episode. The entire episode 2 was that bit. It was the entire episode was the bit, like there were multiple characters whose boobs she was jealous of. She found a way to stuff her bra um she called her grandfather, her grandfather that was a bad scene. and asked what he thought it is the it is a surreal scene. I don't know if anyone has seen like Mulholland Drive, but like on an anime podcast, probably not okay, well, if you have seen Mulholland drive there's that like diner scene that's like they go back and there's like the person eating the corpse outside by the dumpster and then it just disappears and it's so fucking surreal and you're just like did i see that that's the grandpa scene and my senpai is annoying i love it she calls she calls her grandpa and he's like oh like my fearless granddaughter who never asked for advice is calling me for advice i need to like give the best advice i can and so he's like what is it my dear granddaughter. And she's like, what would you think if I got like way bigger tits? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I guess I have to answer this. So it's, it, I think you're great the the way you are. And then her battery dies on her phone and she can't continue the conversation. And it cuts off and is never brought up again. And it's... It's like a fever dream. Why did that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: to me, the, that scene makes no sense. Um, I felt like that they needed... It, it, I mean, in the manga it happens too, but like I feel like it's like they made the episode and it's like 18 minutes long. It's like, oh shit, it needs to be 22 minutes long. Um, throw in this seed or something like that. That's kind of like how I felt with it. Um, I'm a little indifferent from miles i thought that episode was just like whatever i didn't think it was I, I didn't think it was that fun i did like at the end where like the senpai like grabs like the guy taking pictures of people's skirts and like asserts dominance type of thing um i thought there's like a good way to like sh- give a reason another reason why like they're role because like they're the romantic um, uh, interest for one of the two couples kind of that like are brewing i'll put it that way and I thought that was, like, a good, like, you know, like, knight in shining armor type of thing. Like, this guy is, like, looking out for me at, like, all times, even when we're, like, riding the train. And it's... Nobody else knows but him. I thought that was, like, a really cool, fun element. The The story itself is just, like, quirky. So, I'm not expecting, like, deep shit. So, that's kind of what I'm getting from the anime. So, like, I don't have a whole lot of qualms with it. Um, I think i doing an okay adaption, adaptation. Sorry um just because the manga chapters are really short like they're like nine pages yeah. and uh the fact that they're making full length episodes from the scenarios i think they're doing a pretty solid job so i don't have a I, I think it's like okay the animation's like whatever um i compare this to like when i do this with like tony kawa which is, like, a really fun romance show, but, like, the animation is, like, whatever. If the animation was better in this show, it wouldn't change my opinion on it. Um, the
1: animation isn't bad in this show. It's though. not bad, like,
0: but, like, you know, like, looking at it, it's not winning any awards. It's It looks very... I, I don't know, like, new-age cookie-cutter, kind of. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, it's pretty standard, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that I guess that's know, what I mean... Um, uh, but I like. I think the character design is good. They do a really good job of making Futaba look like an adult. I feel like, which is impressive. And I don't know if it's just the outfit, but like she's so little, right? But they mm-hmm. they do give her, like, not like hips, like to some extent. Like she isn't she's not... just a lolly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I thought that was good. And then uh, the hedgehog. Or the porcupine, yeah, porcupine from Odd Taxi yep. is in this show, and yep. I think that's really cool. It wasn't a crossover I was expecting, um,
0: but we got but, but we got there. But we
1: got there. so a, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: He he hung up his uh, rapping and is now like an accountant yeah. or something like yeah,
1: that. After his criminal, he had to you know he, he's turning a new leaf and yeah, shifting gears.
0: Um, but for me, in terms of recommendations, if you're a rom com fan, I would recommend this if you are whatever to the genre i think there's better shows out there i don't think this is much must watch i think you can binge this when it's all said and done on a rainy day if you're looking for something new type of show but for me this is like my favorite genre of anime so i'm obviously watching it week to week but i do think it it has its qualms i have it like at like a seven right now i think this is just like a solid seven out of ten rom-com
1: Yeah, so I think I would give it a seven too. I I mean, I would recommend it. I think it's a good time. Um, I'm surprised you think it's better than Wotakoi. Then though, didn't don't you have Wotakoi like an eight? Well, I know
0: I have it right now at a seven. I know it happens because I have the manga. I have have the manga at a nine. Um, Okay, so like we are really just in like the beginnings of like learning everybody. We don't even have like, we still have like three more cast members that need to get introduced that haven't been introduced. So, okay. Like we're yeah. still in the beginning stages. That's why I think right now it's just okay. I down the road. I think it gets significantly better. Um,
1: when, when you and Pat were talking about this, um, I feel like you underplayed the, the romance aspect of it. Um, like i from from the way that it was pitched I, it sounded like it was like really romance light but like romance sort of feels like the one b plot line you know what i mean like it's not like the main thing is the relationship at large but like that romance subplot is there yes. and then you have the b plot with the two other um co-workers, coworkers yeah. who are just a great couple um yeah they're fun so yeah, they're they're just like good people, and they're not horribly toxic like the other Rodokoi couple, yep. and th- that's enjoyable. um So, I, I I've enjoyed it. I thought it's a good time. I, all the characters are are really good, and if you don't like the show, watch the OP because it's worth
0: it. <laughs> watch the OP. So yeah, that's that's our recommendations for my senpai is annoying. After, but next we're gonna talk about probably anime of the year. I think. Uh, I know Biles already has this as a ten on his bell. Um, I tried.
1: I tried to tell them to let me fucking put an eleven. Yeah,
0: I know. It was crazy. Um, the Oscars were like, "Hey, like we know we don't have a category for you right now, but if you can hold on, like we're making." Well, they one do for have
1: me. a. They do have a category. They're, best Picture.
0: Oh, the, but that's that's. But like, okay, because they're they, making
1: an exception. They do.
0: They do movies.
1: This well, is a show. I mean, and a movie so, is, what is what you make it. It's so
0: good. It's so good that the Oscars are adding like a TV category because the show is just blowing people's minds. That's Pride of Orange. Um, the, <laughs> the Oscars uh, bought the Emmys. Yes, the idol gotcha hockey story um, that we got of the Dream Monkeys from, I don't know, rural Japan. Um, we were jokingly, I mean, jokingly and kind of serious at the same time because... I've been craving a hockey anime as somebody who lives in cold winter or cold weather. um, I grew up with hockey my entire life. I think hockey is the perfect sport for anime. They can make it so well done. And this is our first hockey adaptation that I know of, and it's an idle gacha game. So that being said, um, this show sucks massive balls and I'm watching it as soon as it's released. Um, I think the story itself is just so preposterous. The writing is so bad. The story itself is terrible, but I can't I can't turn away. It's like a car crash, my man. It's just like, I can see it coming. I know it's going to be bad, and I'm not turning away. Uh, Miles, you watched one episode of Pride of Orange. Your thoughts?
1: So... People listening, if you're a regular listener, if you watch our Watch Club episodes or anything else that I've guested in, um, there's like, you know, I'm sort of the pretentious guy on the podcast, but I gave Handshakers a six. You did. Okay. I'm not that full of myself. It's a bit I like to play. I gave Rosario Vampire an eight. Um, I've given lots of bad things. Lots of high scores because I am sure they're ironic, or at least I have convinced myself there that it go. is like there you go, self-aware in some way. Uh, Handshakers is self-aware. I the the food stall scene proves it. Um,
0: and the light No, was, was that the one with the, everyone like broke their arms?
1: That- everyone broke their arms. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, Pride of Orange isn't that? It's awful. It was, it's not even awful. It's boring. The first episode was one of the dullest things I have ever watched. Ever. And I have watched documentaries <laughs> on fucking chemistry and shit. Like, it's just so, so dull. They, they're friends, they're in the knitting club or yes, something. Yes, the
0: embroidery club.
1: Yeah. Then they get, like, free hockey lessons, and so they pass a puck around for a bit. And that's
0: episode one. Ten out of ten.
1: It, it's just, like, our our community, the What Do You Say Anime community, has done this thing where they've all, like, hyped it up to each other. And, like, unfortunately, <laughs> only Pat and I were immune to it. Yeah. Um and everyone else is just in this like suicide cult. Exactly, Where? that's exactly what it is.
0: It's a blood <laughs> oath, and if we like, if we say anything bad about it, like I'm gonna wake up with like a horse head in my bed. Yeah,
1: you, well, you'll have realized how much time you spent watching the show, and it'll it's like sunk cost fallacy.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like a one piece fan uh, that can't admit that it's just average. But
1: uh, I don't know. The only reason I would continue to watch this is I want to like. Be able to talk to it, talk to you guys about it in, like, a mean way. So that I could, like, say what happened without pretending like it's good to, like, ruin your day. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I would do it.
0: Uh, I, I think we should also bring up that in the first episode, they win. It's, like, foreshadow, Like, you see the ending first and then we get to see the backstory they win A like flash forward yeah flash forward so they win like the junior world cup against canada um like two or three years into the future they beat this this hockey powerhouse like but we did like look up like their stats and japan isn't awful at hockey it seems like for women uh so not entirely like impossible or whatever but like the fact that, like, seven girls learning hockey for the first time could beat Canada the World Cup was just, like, all right, called out. And then afterwards, they have the idol performance. So, not that hockey is exhausting or at all. Uh, giving them, giving this, like, wow, 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 yay victory um, dance scene at the end of, immediately after winning the World Cup of Hockey. Um was just preposterous. And that's where I knew that this show was gold. Um, it makes no sense. The first episode where they are, like, doing stretching and it's just, like, idle dance moves. It's just, like...
1: Well, the instructor The instructor was the best part of the show. Um, and she is a sociopath of a woman who yes. is, like, luring in small children to, to, like, try to make hockey more popular by essentially pimping them out. Yes. And... <laughs> that's the plot of the show Uh,
0: idols idols move the meter they um idol fanboys pay lots of money for merch and for concerts and stuff so it's on ice so of course people will go see idols on ice right like what a cool interesting concept um not a whole lot to say about this show to be honest
1: another in in the seasonal preview you and you and Pat said that these character designs were akin to Love Live, and I have a bone to pick with that, because Love Live has good character design. Well,
0: the, the, the front girl looks like the... was her name? Maki from Love Live?
1: She looks nothing like Maki. How dare you? No, not Maki. Who am I
0: thinking of? The, Hanukkah? I don't know. The red-headed girl from Love Live. Maki? I don't know. I don't... The one that's in love with Nico. No, like the one that eats all the time. God, that sounds like all of them um hold on i'm pulling it up not maki sorry maki's the wrong it's a hanukkah yeah she looks like hanukkah hana hanukkah and she doesn't look like like anything like hanukkah they both have the thing in their hair and they
1: yeah they have oh they both have a scrunchie yeah
0: they have scrunchies no, okay.
1: yeah <laughs> okay i think that's well, the a, 90s... i think that's fair i think that's the very nin- fair to the me. 90s called everyone's hanukkah yes
0: I think that's a very fair comparison, but I mean, they look they they all have like the idol tropes. Like the main character is the positive, go lucky, the cute little sister, the shy girl. Um, you didn't see it because you didn't make it, but you have like the deadpan, serious girl who's the transfer student. Um, Oh, well, I
1: mean, that's going to make me pick it up. Yeah, and
0: so so, uh, they all have the idol tropes that you see in Love Live, so... Yeah,
1: no, I'm not saying that this isn't just a Love Live clone with hockey because it is, but, like, the character design and, like, the color palette is significant. The little
0: sister looks like Nico! Come on! It's like Nico with blue hair! Yeah,
1: okay. Um... Don't get into character design, Pete. Uh, You don't get
0: tell me in the comments if i'm right or wrong i don't know i feel, I feel like i'm not that like I, I feel like this is not as preposterous as miles is making it seem like i i feel like i could do like a side-by-side comparison of these girls from other love lives and be like this girl looks exactly like this girl from love life it doesn't have to be just love Live super or the new the oh, first one sunshine yeah, superstar sunshine, superstars. nagagasi idol club or whatever it's called yeah I, i'm an Come on, you know I mean, I'm an Idle super fan, so trust my word over Miles's. Um, Miles, would you recommend Pride of Orange?
1: Don't don't watch it. Come on, people, don't do it. This is a skip for you. It, yeah, it, yeah, it's a it's a skip. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's like a you would never have heard of this if it wasn't for us. Don't ever think about it ever again.
0: That's that's harsh, but uh, I agree. <laughs> I say if you are an Idle super fan. Check out Pride of Orange, maybe um, For everybody else This is like a hard skip It's really bad, I like meme on it Saying like that I love it I do think the show itself is awful But I will continue to watch it Because I am trash So, that's our Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> one second um, What if you are Like a Maple Leafs fan And you want to see actual good hockey get played Watch
0: The Minnesota Wild play hockey, not the Maple Leaves, because we're four and one, and the Maple Leaves are like I don't know two and three or something. So two, three, one. Hey, I was close. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to watch good hockey, watch Minnesota Wild. But yeah, uh, that's our recommendations for Pride of Orange. Skip that shit. Next up is uh, Best Girl of Forever, Moonlight Girl herself, Irina. Is that how you say? Yeah, Irina. Uh, We have the arena the vampire cosmonaut it is a slice of life story about a vampire trying to go to the moon and a fake russian country using her for it um i i don't really know a whole lot to say other than i am a big fan of tsundere's and we have a adult vampire tsundere so i am in love with arena i think the show itself has some like really funny quirky moments for Slice of Life fans like me. However, I do think this falls short in some uh, areas. Just uh, the premise of the story is just like all over the place. Uh, The fact that just like they portrayed the Russian government is just like, as soon as this mission's done, we have to kill her. She must die. And everyone's like, yes, yes, she must die. I'm like, that was really aggressive from a show that's been pretty just like chill for the most part. Uh, Miles, what are your thoughts on Irina, the vampire cosmonaut? So
1: one, we have communist Tsundere vampire cosmonaut, which is just unfair of how great of a combination Absolutely. that is. Um, so like that's exciting. Um, I think I think the show is bad.
0: Yes, I agree. <laughs>
1: But yep. I, I don't care.
0: Yes. That's <laughs> um,
1: correct. Okay. Um, like, like, I think about it and I'm like, this is dumb, but I arena's great. And like space is really cool. Space is and cool. Vampires are really cool. Yes, they are. Um, and I think there's going to be a bit of like a like a tone shift, maybe? You think it's gonna go darker? Few, I think it's gonna go a bit darker. There there are some hints that I'm picking up on. Here are the things. One, when they're doing the track race, she becomes that horrible evil monster thing. Right? So She's straight out of uh, what's it called? Devil Crybaby, and she's on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> and all, 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 all. <laughs> yeah, she's doing some like crazy shit. Yeah. So two, um in the scene you were alluding to, where they're all like, let's kill her you know that's pretty dark yeah um they don't really ever explain why they're racist against vampires but whatever they are um three they had the scene where they covered up the explosion yep yeah. and they transported like pints and pints and pints of human blood yep yeah. in the same bottle that she drinks her fizzy water in or whatever mhm so like I, I don't know what happens. Like she says, she's only drank human blood once for her like coming of age ceremony or whatever. And, but I think something's gonna happen where she like has to to survive, or whatever. And like maybe it'll make her, like a little, feraly or something. And like he'll have to talk her down. Um, but I'm I i am there's enough there that I'm intrigued enough in the plot to see where it goes aside from vampire Bay.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest. I'm all for vampire Bay. That's why I'm watching the show. I love her just super silly and dumb interactions with like, uh, when she drinks lemon water for the first time and she's like trying to be like, she drinks it and she's like super happy. And then um, the other main character, Lee or Lev or something like that, is like, did you want more? She's like, no, no, I don't want any more from you. I'm just like, oh, she's all pouty and shit. This is adorable. And then, like, the scene where she's afraid of heights and has to do, like, the parachute stuff. And, yes. And, like, the the ropes thing that she has to do. And she's just like, I don't know. It's just, like, really sleek interactions with her, like, wanting to go to the moon but is afraid of heights.
1: Or afraid well, of flying okay. or something She's like functionally that. immortal, right? I would
0: assume so,
1: but She like, really shouldn't be afraid of heights.
0: <laughs> I agree. I don't know how the anatomy of a vampire works in this show, but I think based off vampire lore, I think it's safe to assume that she's functionally immortal. But you don't, you know... If you know
1: how vampire anatomy works, please comment down below. Please comment
0: down below. But I mean, we're getting, we're getting female Edward Cullen. Like, I'm a fan. Like... You know, that's my boy. Like, I, I'm Team Edward all day. And Arena is just an absolute blast to see on screen. But like Miles said, I do think the show... I don't say—I think it's bad. I just think it's, like, meh.
1: Well, yeah, I, I, but I... Okay. I think... I, I think... Again, I don't know. Because I, I don't know. I'm just incapable of, like... I think. Yep. I think it's, like, exceptionally meh. Like, I think nothing (laughs) happens in this show. Um, But. (laughs) Go on. I I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Because Vampire Bay. Yeah, Vampire Bay. And and, like, her her interactions are interesting enough that the fact that they do essentially nothing. They've done essentially nothing for the first three episodes.
0: Yeah. They did some training and then they ate some food and drank some water.
1: And then they did some more training. Yeah. And then there's that awful doctor character. Yeah.
0: Um he just wears like cloves of garlic around his neck and it's like
1: Oh no no. no. I meant the, the woman who's like, I'm a oh, doctor, so I can feel up other women. Oh the, the, the like, pink
0: haired doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The yeah. other guy's awful too, but he he's like more awful in a he's designed to be awful kind yeah. of way, and the other one is awful in like a Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hand-fisted. let's have this
0: let's have this pink doctor or pink haired doctor be like uh, just a trope instead of, like, a character,
1: I guess. Yeah, she likes boobs. And, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. Me too. But, yeah, like, same. I don't know. I'm not don't gonna don't let it consume your life. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so, uh, what would you do in terms of, like, your recommendation? Your first impression. Recommend this to X people or skip it? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, like, I would write... If you... Like... I don't know. Like, if you're capable of having fun, watch it. Um, I'd, I'd recommend it then. Like, I... I really, I haven't heard anyone not liking the show. So, like, if you at all like the whole, you know, Sundeere bit, the show will at least be watchable for you. I would say.
0: Yep, um, I think if you're a fan of like Miles, space, stars, vampires, um, check this one out. If you're a slice of life person. I think this is definitely check it out. If you are just a casual watcher i don't think this is the show for you i don't think that it's just not hitting for like a lot of things that i like about slice of life however i do like the two main characters and how they interact which is pretty much the driving force of why i continue to watch it um but yeah i think like down the road this is gonna be a show at the end of the year of my review is it's probably like a six or seven like that's probably in the range i'm giving it like that's kind of what i'm feeling now so far but If we had, like, a waifu contest of the year, I think Irina is a top seed. I absolutely love her. She is so much fun. And, yeah, that's my thoughts.
1: I'd put it this way. If you liked Toradora because of um, the complex relationship things and the the characters' backstories and how they evolved in retrospect for each other, don't watch the show. If you liked Toradora because Taiga go burr, watch the show
0: yeah (laughs) yeah and (laughs) taiga does go burr (laughs) all right so that's our impressions of Irina, the vampire cosmonaut up next a show uh it's only has two episodes out right now so i don't really have like a super good grasp on it but just based off what i've seen uh it's taishow made in fairy tale
1: third Uh, episode came out yesterday it came out yesterday
0: okay i just haven't been able to watch it. it yet either okay so we're basing this off of the first two episodes um Historical, um, bought, I guess, are in debt, made, or sorry, bride for a rich family. They become like a fake couple, kind of ish. Um, the main character has like a broken, unusable right arm, so he has like in he has problems with like not being able to function and essentially being an outcast from his family, which I thought was a little aggressive, but I don't know how historical stuff worked in that time where. If, like, one of the sons was, like, incapable of being, like, an heir that he was just, like, outcasted from the family. So, like, maybe I can see that. Uh However, the main girl character is cute, fun. I like her interactions with, like, the Shiragane shiro- shir- from, like, um, Love is War. Like, the, the main character kind of looks like his, like, younger brother if he existed. Kind of acts like that way, too. A little darker, a little... Um, monotone style of a character and she's the quirky upbeat style girl so i do enjoy that dynamic of it the mall episode of episode two was like really fun seeing um so the main character is tama hiko him kind of break out of his shell a little bit because of like needing to go to the city and then just interacting with like another human because before he's sort of just like a historical neat. He's just sitting in his room being a loser and having problems with who he is as a person. So, Miley, what's your uh, first impression on uh, Taisho Maiden's fairy tale?
1: Yeah, there's... It's cute. Um... I... It... It's weird, right? It is weird. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Um... Like, I wish... I just don't know how to do it. Like, I don't know how to express the, the the thoughts that I have. Because, like... They... Like, she's a great character. She's very upbeat and happy despite her lot in life. He's very down on himself. Um, probably because, like, his dad doesn't love him. And... Like, she does a good job of providing, like, a, a, I don't know. Like, she shows him life is good, yeah. at least so far in these two episodes. Um, He is, like, a little annoying because he's, like, kind of a little too down on himself, I feel like. Um, not insofar as when, like, actual sad things happen to him, but, like, he'll be happy and then he'll be, like, Oh wait, I identify as a pessimist, so I I like have to be sad, and like that annoys me a bit. Um, they did this bit where, so like I guess in the Taisho period, mm-hmm. um, they you know if they had these brides, or I don't know how accurate the the history is here, but like you could like you'd had to you had to be like fifteen or whatever, and she's she's a year younger, but her parents sold her because they were in like a ton of debt. And I, like, that's, like, a little weird to me. Um, like, the 15-year-old being sold into marriage is, like, already kind of weird. But then, like, they were, like, and also, she's <laughs> too young for, but, like, you know. Yeah, I know, I thought you guys that I was, like them
0: young, but how you like them yeah. super young? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and,
1: like, I, I, like, they're not, they're not, like, doing anything. So, no, it's not, yeah. like, yeah, it's not, like problematic or anything um and and so like any more so than (laughs) selling your daughter into marriage is problematic yeah um but uh like i i don't know like i like that's just like a little weird I, i don't know if it'll end up coming into play um they had this really weird bit at the beginning of episode two where they were like just like defining a tome, which means maiden right And then it was, like, talking about how, like, pure the girl is and, like, how she doesn't even, like, think about kissing and stuff. But, like, I I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be tongue-or-cheek because they, like, definitely talked about, like, when they wanted to sleep together, like, in their relationships since they're going to be married at some point. Mm -hmm. And then she she talked during her, like, getting her um, kimono like she progressed their relationship into the future and it was the sweet scene because like she handmade her own kimono and he ruined it by crying too much or something. <laughs> and um, so like, she said like, Oh, it'll be like the first kimono my lover gave me. And then the first kimono my husband gave me. Right. So like it, there's this, like the narration had this like very weird um, emphasis. I, I'm not going to say it's very weird. I guess like, it's it's semi unsettling from a Western perspective. Yes. Um, emphasis on purity. Yeah. But then like, that's just not in the show. Like, that's just not a thing that exists in the show. And I, I don't, I didn't know if it was supposed to be like, like a bit, (laughs) you know, like, I, I, I don't know. Um, overall, I'd say it's enjoyable. It's pleasant. Um, with anything like this, I'm always, like, a little worried it's going to, like, randomly have some, like, etchy scene or something. And I'm just going to have to be like, well, this was fun while it lasted. Um, but that doesn't appear to be the case. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to continue with it. Um, and I'll probably end up enjoying it. Um, and it's not its fault, but I'm on edge like this. It's just because anime <laughs> is weird. It is. You know? No, it yeah. is.
0: Uh, i'm kind of in the same boat as you i'm enjoying it for what it is right now uh i do enjoy it's a little different in terms of like the historical like rom-com i guess without it being like action focus um something like yona of the dawn which is like um you know like the it has comedy it has the romance but it's like more like the action base when it's the historical setting that's the first thing i came to my head i don't know if that's a good example or not but like this is just like a stereotypical historical setting with this type of like rom-com of like a young girl and a I guess slightly older guy. He's like it's like 17 and 14 in the anime which to me and like in terms of like historical anime is like nothing crazy. Um we're actually going to get to a show Our Last Show which portrays the age gaps in marriages like way more than what this show is doing but
1: yes it's also set hundreds of years before this though yeah
0: i i guess I, I, they're both like listed as historical so like that yes like, history
1: is a long time history though. is a very long time so
0: but i'm enjoying it for what it is if you are a yeah just like a rom- rom-com fan i guess uh if you liked Sen- my senpai is annoying you're probably
1: going to like this show um, i like i like the drama in this more than the rom-com bits i think um, like, please go the, on, yeah, I will, <laughs> um, like the bit with his family is interesting to me and how they're gonna sort that out. um, I really like her positive attitude, like I think like, like I've always been sort of uh like you could always positively affect your life, like no matter what position you're in, mm-hmm. sort of thing, and like I agree that doesn't mean you can always achieve what you wanted to achieve or whatever, but you can always do something to like better yourself in some way. Um, And, you know, you don't have complete control over your life, but you do have control over a lot of things, so you can, like, mitigate the risk and all of that. Um, And so I really like her outlook. Uh, I like the idea of someone being, like, you know, brought around um, to sort of that kind of outlook sort of deal. Um, And, like, the rom-commy bits to me have been very... Oh, I walked in, and you were bathing, and that, that that was cliche.
0: I guess it was more of like the like the the mall scene where they're like picking out the kimono and stuff like that. I thought that was yeah that there, was th- fun. so that
1: was cute like the thing that stuck with me with that though was like her talk about the kimonos and like what they meant to her and like how you know it like there, there were some funny scenes in there, and she was like a little money gremlin right like that was cute. Um, when she was like, "Well, if if you know if you're gonna let me buy both, I guess I have to," yeah. you know, and then she got like little star eyes and stuff. Um, but um, I, I think that where the show can differentiate itself is the um uh, sort of more serious family dynamic that is. Did, historically based right like that sort of family dynamic doesn't exist as much anymore uh you don't really like send people away for being disabled or whatever um you don't like write them out of the will or whatever so at least i hope that doesn't
0: happen as much but it probably does (laughs) but yeah
1: not as much um and so you know that whole angle is is interesting to me
0: yeah, um, so there was a show last season, uh, The Duke of Death and His Maid, has a very similar style um, of of show. So I actually I would compare it to that. If you enjoyed Duke of Death from last season, which I loved, I think this is a slightly worse version of that. However, I do think it has like some really good redeeming qualities. If you're a fan of the historical drama, romance, comedy style of show, so that's my recommendation for um, the people who are looking for like a show like this. How about you, Miles?
1: Yeah, I, I would say honestly, like, if just look at the art and you'll know. Like, um it it, it looks a lot like the shows that Pat recommends me. Yeah. And Pat really likes these kind of shows. Yep. So I you know, um give it a go if you're into uh, rom coms, melodrama, historical pieces, sort of deal. Yes.
0: All right. So that's that. Um, I'm going to do my speed round because Miles can't watch everything like I can. So I'm going to do like a very quick recap of like five shows that I'm watching and just like my recommendations on it. First one is Far Away Paladin. If you are a fan of fantasy style hero things, like um, the main character is like, you know, like he's set to be... The hero of the land but first he's a child and needs to train um that's kind of what the the vibe i'm getting with faraway paladin is like i do like the aspect that he's essentially the only human left and he was raised by like three uh he's raised by like uh three undead essentially they like found him as a child and did like a tokyo godfathers thing um except they fully raised this child so if you like it's a fancy fancy tokyo godfathers if you like if you like fancy tokyo godfathers maybe check that out uh next one is the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated into another world as an aristocrat if you can't tell by the title it's a light novel i thought this was going to be a very 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 generic isekai like we always get and i was pleasantly surprised uh, they explain the magic system very well in this that most shows don't so that was a big plus and then the second one was the adult character uh of the main of the mc where in the first episode we find out that the main character is like 60 and uh i mean he gets reincarnated as like whatever like a kid but like it was interesting to see like somebody who has like all this knowledge being reincarnated and then uses that knowledge in this new life was a really fun way of a little different because like we see with like uh jobless reincarnation where like he's like a 34 year old neat and he doesn't really like use any of his prior knowledge other than to be a pedophile this is just like hey like i've learned like so much throughout my life there's like a scene miles you would love it um they figure out the uh atomic mass of like gold and in order to do that knowing that they are able to create gold so it's just like really silly things like that where i wasn't expecting it from a show like this which made it great because like i thought it was gonna be like a five and it's like a seven so i'm pleasantly surprised next one another light novel banished from the heroes' party i decided to live a quiet life in the countryside probably the worst anime of the season um it's a very people like it it's bad okay It's, it's bad um nothing so there was a show that came out two seasons ago maybe one uh i've been killing slimes for 300 years where it's like the overpowered main character doesn't want to be like the hero she just wants to like live a quiet side quiet life in like the countryside this is like the exact same premise except the main character is just so bland um the big titted uh girl comes and it's like hey i want to fuck you and she's and he's just like I don't know what to do with this situation, even though I'm like a 25-year-old man. She's like, I'm going to move in with you. We're like, we're going to get to bed and sleep together. And he's like, I, I, I'm I, not picking up these hints. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you want from me? So, hate that aspect. Uh, the characters are weird. The best the best character in the show is like a slug. Um, and he's in the show for about 12 seconds. So, that says a lot about it. I'm probably dropping it after one more episode. It's pretty bad. Um, after that, we have a kind of like pride of orange in terms of isekai it's called the fruit of evolution where um entire classroom gets isekai'd but the fat loser kid doesn't get isekai'd with the class he's on his own he finds this fruit because uh, he's hungry and it just so happens to be the fruit of evolution if he eats 11 of them he dies he doesn't know this so he just so happily eats 10 of them so he becomes strong and he gets like has like the rpg stats and stuff like that and then we get introduced to a gorilla who dies oh sorry i should have said that but like um gets reincarnated into a waifu and um him and gorilla waifu uh do adventure stuff and it's really really silly it's like a really bad konosuba but it's funny it's the only way to describe it so it doesn't have like the character dynamics that konosuba has but it has that like quirky like what the f uh is going to happen next episode type of thing because i mean the waifu of this show is a gorilla so that was like out of nowhere but still fun if you're looking for something to shut your brain off to this is like what i would recommend and the last one is called sakugan it is a really interesting show because it has the father-daughter dynamic of being, like, mecha, um, like adventurers into this world that is being discovered. It, it kind of reminds me of Gurren Lagan, where it looks like they live in, like, an underground world, and they have, like, these giant mechs that, like, dig down and stuff like that, and then they have this society, but there's, like, this overwhelming threat that we're just learning about now, and it's, the this, like, how the story integrates family with, like, the mom not being there, he's a single dad. Um, his daughter is like a super genius, and she wants to do all these things, but he just wants her his daughter to be like a kid. And they have like that dynamic as well. It's it's a very anime esque show, but I'm having a good time watching it. So that's sakugan And that was my speed round. And now we're gonna get to the last one. Um, I say this because it's done by Science Saru. It is a show that we have both seen three episodes for. I think there's six out right now. Six. It started a little early. It started. It was, this was definitely the first one that aired. Uh, it's Haiki Monogatari. I I probably slaughtered that. I don't know how. Hike Monogatari. Um, it's also set in historical Japan. However, we have like this supernatural element our main character biwa can see into the future a little bit um and she has like a dynamic of where she like hates looking into the future because most of the time it's just like bad and we introduced to another character uh shigamori who also has um like two different colored eyes and he has like his own supernatural power however it's like it's science saru um they do so many great elements in terms of technical um, elements in the show, the animation, the music, the design of the characters. I thought are very well done. I think the voice actress of Biwa is very subtle, but I think it just absolutely kills it. I love hearing Biwa speak. It's just it's it's a very unique uh, style of um, animation. So. Okay. Right, I'm back. And Miles got disconnected, but he's backed out. But it was fine. I was talking the whole time. Um, Great. <laughs> Miles, I, you were the first one to start watching. Uh, h- how do you pronounce it? Hike? Hike?
1: Um, I believe I pronounce it the Hiki. Hiki. But I don't know if that's correct. Okay. We're going to go with But that, I think that's kind of how they pronounce it in the. Yeah. Show. They say it
0: like really fast. I, I, I go like Hiki, and they go like Hiki. Um what are your initial thoughts, your first impressions on uh Hike Monogatari? So,
1: I mean, I really like it. I but I like everything Science does. Um I like the characters. Uh Diwa is really interesting. Um I I like the like the pacing and stuff a lot. Um it, cuz it's into cuz like really These events, like, flow into each other in, like, a very neat way that keeps me interested. The only thing I have had trouble with is, like, the cast is massive, and I think they're, like, historical Japanese figures from a very famous story, so they don't introduce them super well, because you don't you probably don't need to for the target audience. Yeah. Um, this is
0: one of the only shows that I've seen on Mal where the sources book.
1: Yeah. Um And I mean, it's from like a very, very old, um the tale of the Hiki or the Heke or whatever is um from 1330. Right. So it's been told, you know, uh ton um over in japan you know and so this is like a like a new rendition of it or whatever uh but because it's so well known i i've had to like look up some stuff on like and i love doing this but i know some people don't right but like you know Who was, you know, the shogun at the time and who, you know, what was the state of feudal Japan and all of, you know, so I can understand the the context to it, you know, Um, because, you know, there's like a lot of brothers who are both emperors of like given areas and, uh, you know, it, it, the... It would be kind of like getting thrown into Game of Thrones without knowing how, like, European monarchies were. Sure,
0: yeah. (laughs) You know, like,
1: that's, that's how I feel with it, you know, (laughs) that's, um, so while that's a lot, I very, very have been, like, I've very much enjoyed the story so far yeah um
0: because we we just finished watching and doing a review of the tale of the princess kaguya and i'm getting some of those vibes from this in terms of like the storytelling in this historical sense while having a supernatural i guess i would be the word i would use with these characters and my big qualm with that movie was it's a folk tale i wasn't super familiar with it i couldn't understand the story as or i couldn't connect to the story as much as i wanted to kind of getting it with this show however i just love biwa as a character she is so much fun um i love how we get like glimpses of her power but it's not like super in depth like i understand like what her eyes are trying to do and like her she has like the internal struggle of like telling she's like she doesn't tell the people of their future because we see it with like the girl that she is like friends with when she moves to like this new house. That she sees her like in a capsized boat in like the ocean, and she's she's struggling with like that notion of knowing that that's going to happen.
1: And she—that's her sister. She's very close with her, um, her her adoptive sister. Adoptive sister, yeah. Um, and like you know, th- that was like, B- bwa is like really interesting. Um, And I think Biwa has, like, a psychic power, quote-unquote, that, like, Pat could deal with, because it's just, like, can glimpse the future sometimes, and that's it. That's the power, you know? Um, It's not something you can, like, exaggerate, or at least not yet, or, you know, like, and expand and whatever. It just, it does the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I, I think it's... To me, all of the like, like Shigemori is like a really interesting character because he is like pretty like lawful goody. It feels like.
0: Yeah. Cause right? he, like, all, he like essentially declared war on his dad. If his dad was going to like go through with what he was planning. So like, he's a, so, he, yeah. he's, he's so loyal to like the current, um, is it like a King, I guess, or whoever, whatever the title is of like the, or is it emperor?
1: It's an Emperor Emperor yeah.
0: he's just like so loyal to the Emperor. he's like, "I will declare war on my own father because of how grateful I am to the Emperor and I thought that was like a really interesting dynamic of his character,
1: because the Emperor brought their family to power because his father was originally just a like a warrior, right, like a Samurai class or something like that, and he got brought into nobility um you know either by this emperor or this emperor's father or whatever. Um And so... There's, like, a bunch of dynamics about them not, like, really belonging, and, you know, their families, like, look down at it a bit, and, like, their families, like, kind of bullies because they don't feel like they belong, but they have the power currently. So they're trying to, like, assert themselves. Um There's really good, like, um... Feminist themes in there, um, like with the sister, she doesn't like her role um, as like a woman. She has to get married off. She talks to Biwa about it. Um, she has Biwa, to get married off
0: to like a kid who's like ten, right? That's like the, yeah, the much pl- younger than yeah. her. And she's like um, sixteen or seventeen, I think, at the time. Yes.
1: Um, and you know, Biwa was like raised. Um to like act and dress like a boy, because being a young girl in the the like poor region they were was like so dangerous and stuff um so uh, there's like interesting dynamics with all of that um there's just like a lot of interesting uh Like character play and stuff but i as you've hinted to it is is really dense and it's like dense for me and i I like dense things. Yeah um you know so i don't i don't even know if i would recommend it to everyone because like it, i i think it requires you to do a lot of work and that's not what everyone wants yeah when relaxing and watching an anime you know yeah um so like if you if you don't mind doing that um then I I would say absolutely go for it. Or if you like really like uh, Japanese history for sure, go for it. Um, Because seeing the parallels between this and uh, the tale of princess Kaguya was like really interesting, like how they would walk on their knees and stuff. It was like, you know, learning stuff about that. Um, They
0: They did like the kind of the same thing where like one of the girls like rejected the marriage. So she had to go be a nun and then yes. the next time you saw her, she had, like, shaved eyebrows, um, showing, like, she had, like, a hat on where, like, you couldn't see her hair. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I learned that from the tale of Princess Kaguya, and now I'm seeing it in this sense as well. I'm like, oh, like, I knew that's kind of was a, a thing that if you rejected, like, this political marriage, this arranged marriage, like, if you're a female, you essentially have to go be a nun for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, she was, like, a like a concubine for one of the high lords or whatever yes. but then she didn't want to do that anymore but like once you've like slept with someone in like royalty or whatever if you want to like stop doing that you have to become a nun or something um but she ended up having like a good little future life so um cuz Bewa took like a risky look um into that, but saw that it was like mm. all all good, and I, I like that too. I like that there was like happiness in there. Yeah, um, not
0: everything is just bad.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, for in ter- for me, in terms of like recommendation, I think that there's some like really cool mystery elements in the show that are still being addressed. We saw like Biu run up to one of like the dancer girls and thinking that it was her mom because her dad yes. her dad like told her like Hey, your mom was this was like her profession, so. We have like the idea that like maybe her mom will pop up in the story sometime. Maybe, um, the power we know that there are people who have like the different colored eyes and they have different like supernatural powers type of thing. I don't know if powers is the best word, but like they have like abilities, visions, maybe. they're, visions. they're yeah. like
1: spiritually connected. Yeah. Basically,
0: I like that element. I want to learn more. I'm hoping that we get to see it more from like Biwa, um, um shigemori and maybe some other characters that just haven't been introduced and i like like the end of episode three declaring war on like his dad and like that was like a really unique uh storyline that i didn't really see coming so there are a lot of things that i'm intrigued about with the show where i would recommend this to uh not everybody but like if you like the mystery and this style of like science saru shows I would definitely recommend this the show to that that group of people but I don't think this is gonna be like it's pretty down on the list in terms of popularity um I get it but like I do think it's this is a pretty solid show that I think that a lot of maybe like older anime watchers would enjoy watching
1: yeah yeah I- I agree like you definitely one need to be like you have to pay attention to it you have to sometimes you need to go back and like make sure you have like connections and stuff right and uh, part of that is just due to I mean I guess if you're very familiar with Japanese history you will not have to do that Um, but provided you have as much Japanese history as I do which is like so little um, you know you you don't have to it's like when you go and see hamilton it's probably like a lot more confusing when you when you just don't know who george washington is (laughs) like
0: yeah for sure
1: why why does this guy have a song um you know so that that's like i very much enjoyed it but um i don't know it's not like a it's not like a blast you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. like uh yeah <laughs> yeah
0: like i have fun when like b was on screen and when everyone else is like on screen i'm more of like i don't know watching like a documentary or something like it's like it's it's informative it's like cool what i'm seeing but it has different elements that i enjoy personally but i can definitely see that, like not everybody is going to be on the same boat as me
1: yeah no i i agree
0: Yeah. So that's gonna wrap up our first impressions of Fall. If you enjoy our content, you should like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you are on. It is the best way to support the podcast. If you want to come talk anime, uh, manga, TV, movie, sports, whatever, in the links below, uh, we have a link to our Discord. Come join. We're a very active Discord in a week we will be having our watch club our spooky episode of watch club where we'll be watching and reviewing Doro Hatero. and then in two weeks our most popular segment is coming back we have anime jeopardy 6 hosted by the lovely miles himself he will be creating a uh, game for us to play uh pat will be defending his title I will be playing as well, and we'll find a third as well. I, we'll find somebody to play. So that's in two weeks. We have a whole bunch of stuff planned. Um, if you are in Anime New York City uh, are going to Anime New York City, a lot of us are going. Say what up to us if you see us. If you want to hang out, I don't know, shoot me a DM or something. Um, otherwise, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in a week for uh, Hedro Watch Club. So thanks for watching.